Welcome to the Not So Famous Podcast. I'm Gabriel. I'm Jeremiah. And this is episode 55. Yes, it is. It is. <laughs> I forgot because you told me. I have it right here. <laughs> and I was like thinking to myself, wait, was it 56? What was it? Oh, 55. Uh, We're good. Yeah, 55. So. I'm going to sneeze in a second. Are you going to? Yeah. Should, we, just hit me. should we do another cut for the... Uh... Uh, no, I think I'll be good. See, if I say bless you right now, you won't sneeze. Yeah. Um. So it's been a while since we've done a video, and a lot. <laughs> it's been a while. The last, this last one was uploaded one month ago. Wow! It was actually for us really well viewed, eighteen views. Wow! Yeah, I had one person actually. Um, if she listens to this, Gloria, here's a shout out to you. Um, she watched it. She really liked it. So, oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> probably mess that up now <laughs> yeah right <laughs> oh well but a lot has taken place since the last time we've done a podcast um and i guess i just want to say it, the majority of the time where we didn't do podcasts is your fault it is my fault i think one time was one. it is because you offered like hey we're doing podcasts tonight i'm like i can't <laughs> hey we're doing podcasts tonight i can't man <laughs> that it's is hard to fault. be busy I, i'm not gonna <laughs> deny it that that it, it, it has been my fault so, so for one time, and then one time we did a D and D night. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty fun. That was fun. <laughs> uh, so um, I want to talk about what is currently taking place as of today. Okay. What, what was today? What today? Today is April twenty first. April twenty first. Uh, tomorrow's my mom's birthday. Really? Yeah. Well, happy birthday to her. The big seven zero. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, she'll probably listen to this and be like, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> He's my worst son. Um, so, today, um, well, through, how, when was, so, Derek Chauvin was convicted of all charges? Yesterday. Yesterday? Was it? I thought it was today. No, I believe it was yesterday. Are you sure? My work has just been tiring me, and I forgot what it was. I believe it came out yesterday. It was out yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It was out yesterday. And he was convicted of all charges. Right. And how long has that case been going on for? A year. A year. Yeah, since last year. So, it's been a while. Well, maybe not a well, year. Well, not exactly. Roughly yeah. a year. Um, he was convicted on all charges. And Maxine Waters, right, mm-hmm. made an interesting comment that almost screwed up the whole court case. I think it will. Well, he was already convicted of all charges. But, but she had said that prior to the conviction to the to them being them going into deliberation. Oh, so she had said it prior. To them going to deliberation, so it and the the judge actually said that that might be a reason for this to be overturned. Oh, yeah. So it's not done. No, because she was inciting violence. Oh yeah. Right? Is that what it was like? Well, she because she said if we don't get a a murder charge, she said first degree, which. 
there was that was never on the table anyways mm-hmm. it was a um a second that's why i was looking up right now um which degree was it, yeah i know it was uh, one at least second degree um so second degree third degree and second degree manslaughter those were the three charges so you got convicted on all those so what is your i guess stance on the conviction um i think it was wrong like i followed some i tried to follow the court as best as i could Mm -hmm. like listening in on different parts of it um so i don't think the first two charges were right so second degree murder and third degree murder i don't think those are right um and let me bring up why so second degree murder um so second degree murder now this is so it's without premeditation you intentionally or knowingly killed another person okay so you didn't premeditate it that that would be third degree or first degree that'd be Mm -hmm. first degree murder this is you intent there was an intent and you knowingly murdered that person you killed that person so you there was an intentionality um so third degree is this um it is the unlawful killing right so the unlawful killing um let's see um so without intent to affect the death of any person causing the death of another by perpetrating an act eminently dangerous to others and advising a depraved mind without regard for human life okay so you have to have a depraved mind right um to do this and be doing something eminently dangerous right that's for that's for third degree so second degree is you have to knowingly and intentionally kill someone it doesn't have to be premeditated right Mm -hmm. so in other words um we get in a fight and you should know all this right because you took a criminal justice thing of course so this is for you as the as the viewer um so it'd be like if we got into a fight right and you you didn't walk into that fight with the intent of killing me Mm -hmm. but you knowingly did like you you knew that if i hit him like this i i'll kill him right and you did that that would be second degree murder right um, because you you didn't premeditate it, but you did intend for that to happen. Um, then third degree would be that you were doing something dangerous, right? Um, Hold on, I want to go back to the, the second degree. Yeah, you were saying he knew if he did this, he would. Ultimately, he did. He did it on purpose. He would do it on purpose, knowingly it would kill them. Yeah. That's premeditated. No, no, no. Premeditation is I'm so I know you're going to be 
um, at your job, and I go to you with the intent of kill. That's premeditation. Yeah, but he's got the intent to kill. In the moment, it's different. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So That's... the premeditation has to happen before the situation. Well, I guess in that in the situation, in the legal defense would be how long would is the premeditation? Right. So it's when you are not in the situation. Not in the situation. Yeah. So if you're not in the situation, and you decided to kill someone, so the way you would figure that out is like if you're at work. Mm-hmm. And on my computer, I looked up how to kill Gabe. Right? That would be premeditation because I left here knowing I was going to kill you. Right. Yeah. And so you actually get there and begin the scene, the unlawful act. Right. Then it's. Then it would be in the moment, but, is it intentionality? So. I know, I'm trying to. This think is why they got rid of first degree for Chauvin. Right. Because he was called to it. Right, as a police officer, he was called to it. So there's no first degree murder. Right, there can't be because he never intended. He didn't wake up that morning and go, "I'm going to go to this spot and kill this person." Right. Mm-hmm. Instead, it, he was called to that place, and then the incident occurred. So at most, you can do second degree. This is why they threw off first degree right away. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Yeah. So now that we so. But the question is, is did he, for that second degree, did he knowingly do something to kill Floyd, right? And that's what was the whole knee on the neck thing. Right. That was the whole knee on the neck. But through the court case, the defense, I thought, did a fantastic job. And I thought the prosecution, they fumbled it, like, constantly. They got their own people, their own witnesses testified that it wasn't intentional that Chauvin didn't intentionally do it in the moment because he actually they showed it he would switch from the neck to the back to the shoulders like he would move in accordance with what needed to happen in that moment and so and they actually said that this is a proper technique it is um I think they found it was done like two, 200 plus times in the course of that past year, the same technique. Um, and so, so there was no, to me, he wasn't knowingly and intentionally doing that. In fact, Floyd is, re, was recorded as saying, put me on the ground. Right. And so, and he was kicking the officers. And so he had to be restrained. And that was the restraint that they had taught so to me he didn't knowingly kill him plus the toxicology came back and it was the fentanyl that killed him mm-hmm. that made essentially, him suffer. essentially OD'd yeah he, he OD'd now was it good that he was in that situation no but it wasn't Chauvin who killed him so second degree to me is off the table right I, I totally agree with that yeah so he can't knowingly intentionally do that because he didn't actually kill him mm-hmm. um, the third degree one is doing an act imminently um, dangerous right so this is so this would be like something um well, Floyd was doing something dangerous, right? 
Floyd was, mm-hmm. right? Uh, fighting the cops and everything like that. So to me, you can't you. The cops are trying to restrain. The cops are trying to not do something dangerous, like trying to f- fix it. So right there, I think there's always there's already a problem. But in this definition for Minnesota, um, it says inviting uh, uh, a depraved mind um, without regard of human life. And so that idea without regard to human life, to me, that that doesn't play into it either because they tried to get him into the car. He was complaining there that he couldn't breathe. So this whole I can't breathe thing was in the car not on the ground. Um, they took him out on the ground because he said, put me on the ground. Right. So to me, the cops were actually doing a lot of they're They're doing the opposite of without regard of human life. They're purposely working with him. Really what they should have done was just thrown him into the back of the car. Yeah. Back of the car, close the door and you're done. That's what they should have done. And so, Oh shoot. That thing that just fell. Um, that's weird. Um, so <laughs> that was perfect too. Yeah. Between the soda cans, um, not a single a good spill. Thing that it's yeah. Um, so to me, they they really were trying to get. They were doing as much regard for human life as possible. Right. And surprisingly, they were actually kind of doing what Floyd was asking. Right. Put me on the ground. We're gonna put you on the ground. But then, you know, he's. I wonder if he was. Was he kicking while he was on the ground? Yeah. So I wonder if he was. With all the health issues, he was. Uh, because he was ODing. Right. If he was just, I can't breathe, he's gasping for air and stuff. But it's more for the drugs. Mm-hmm. That's what the medical examiner report was, right? Yeah. Was yeah. He, yeah, he yeah, came yeah. back saying it was from fentanyl. fentanyl. Right. Not from strangulation or from, uh, I mean, strangulation on the aspect of hands around the neck, but from the knee on the neck. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you don't believe it's second or third? Yeah. So, already I think that he should not have been um, convicted of those two because they don't, what happened in in that time was not either one. He did not intentionally kill him. Mm. wasn't right. premeditated it wasn't was premeditated so first degrees off uh, he didn't do it intentionally in the moment mm-hmm. in fact he was moving constantly um, so as not to put pressure because the original thing that was said was that he was on his neck um, Chauvin was on the neck of Floyd for nine and a half minutes that wasn't true he moved off the neck again to the back to the shoulder blades moved you know and um and so yeah so there was this so he wasn't on the neck the whole time they moved you know moved him and so that so he didn't intentionally kill him so you have so first degrees off second degrees off third degree is doing something dangerous which they they do it two they've done it two hundred times that past year, so it's taught in the police academy. It's yep, it's under their kind of procedures. Right, so that it's not dangerous. It's not it is dangerous because you're dealing with it, someone that's being dangerous, mm-hmm. but it's not dangerous in the sense of 
if someone was there and you put your knee on their neck in the way that's taught, right? Not just some random, you can't just randomly put your knee on someone's neck, Mm -hmm. but the way that it's taught and the way that Chauvin actually did it was proper police technique. In fact, they had both for the prosecution and for the defense, people that said, yes, that what he did was proper, proper technique. Mm -hmm. So first, second and third off the table. Like, right away. So then the last one is only manslaughter. And I actually think this is the only one that he could have been charged with. But even then, I don't know if he should have. No. Go ahead. Read the... Okay, so... You got manslaughter. Yeah, so this is manslaughter in the second degree. This is taken straight from um, Minnesota statutes. Okay. So, and this is actually this year. So this is an updated version, not from last year, okay? Um, so, this, I mean, listen to this, okay? A person who causes the death of another by any of the following means is guilty of manslaughter in the second degree and may be sentenced to imprisonment for more than 10 years or to, pay, or to payment of a fine of no more than 20000 or both, okay? Which I don't think $20,000. I mean, it is a lot of money, but... For, some, for someone's death, I thought that was... Not very much. Yeah. So, listen. One, by the person's culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes cause takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another. All right? Now, I'm going to come back to that. Uh, I'll give you just the other ones real quick because they have nothing to do with it. That's the only one I think actually has something to do with it yeah um because the other one is shooting a firearm or other dangerous weapon so that's there was no firearm um setting a spring gun pitfall death fall snare or other dangerous weapon or device so my um my <laughs> my thing i want to build i can't do that uh, <laughs> um negligent negligently or intentionally permitting an animal known by the person that have vicious properties okay so that's off that's uh, you know being attacked by a dog on purpose um, or uh, number five, by committing or attempting to commit a violation of section 609.378, which is the neglect or endangerment of a child. Okay, so that's not, that's not. So, though the only one, the only one that we're talking about here that applies to this case is number one, by the person's culpable negligence, whereby the person creates an unreasonable risk and consciously takes chances of causing death or great bodily harm to another. So now the question is, did did what Chauvin did, did what... Chauvin... <laughs> how do you say that? <laughs> was Chauvin doing... Yeah. Um, what this says, right? What, what so was, was he what was, negligent? Was he creating unreasonable risk? Was he consciously taking chances of causing death or great bodily harm? In my opinion, no, he wasn't. I would agree with you on that one. But I, I'm also looking in the way of when the uh, prosecution mm-hmm. um, and how and what they're saying. And I can see how how they would fight against that with the whole knee. Yeah, I. Yeah, I understand. In that 
it's, it was an easy fight. Well, I wouldn't say it was an easy fight for them in the court case. Well, I think there's other reasons. Well, I, I, I think so, too. Yeah. And I don't think Maxine Waters didn't help with that, yeah. with her comment. So Right. So, but just from this side of it, I don't think that the things that he was charged with is what he should have been convicted on. Like those, he shouldn't, in my opinion, based on what it says and going back through the testimony of the, of the witnesses and not witnesses in the sense of people that were eyewitnesses, but witnesses to the, the facts of, was it proper? Um, was George Floyd fighting? Was, what actually caused death? You know, these other factors that to me, None of the actual things he was charged with would apply to his case. Mm-hmm. So we've got the conviction and um, and Maxine's Waters comment and inciting violence. Mm-hmm. If the conviction is not. Um, in the direction that she wants it to go. Which the judge ends up finding him guilty. Well, the jury. The jury, excuse me. Um, But it, it leaves the question, why did the jury just do that to not incite? Well, see, that that's the question, right? Like what was what was are you doing it did you vote guilty because you're like, Well, if we don't vote guilty, then we're just gonna have more blood on the streets. Either right. one guy or a bunch of people right. dying from rioting. And it's like look, I can understand your thought process behind There's that. an old Vulcan um saying that says the needs of the many outweigh the outweigh the needs of the few. So were they being Vulcans? I guess so. That was really nerdy, by the way. That's right. Bring it in. Like, you went from like, you know, legal discussions to like, <laughs> boom, nerdy, and then you brought it right back down. Yeah, there you go. Uh, no, but what was their mindset? Were they thinking, oh, if we don't vote him guilt, not guilty, we're going to be the reason now for all these riots. Right. It's going to be our fault and on our shoulders. And that's where you got to look at, well, what did the facts say? You know, now it's based after what does the public want and not for what was the actual facts of, of what took place. Right. So this is like, I wouldn't say it's not the beginning, but we're, we're starting to go down this trail of our, um, our court system now where it's like, what does the public want? That's what you're going to get. Right. Not with what the evidence says. Because evidence says during this whole thing is Chauvin was not the cause of death for George, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. But the public doesn't want to hear that. Right. And I can see why. I'm surprised the judge didn't stand up yet to if he already got charged for all um, on all charges if he was found guilty on all charges 
Can the judge go back and? So what what ends up happening is they'll appeal it, which they will. They'll appeal this. Right, of course. Yeah. And I think you think that's when the judge is going to step in and say, "All right, we this is going to be dropped because of Maxine Waters." Well, okay, so I want to. So let's let's get into the jurors themselves because I think that, like, so if I if I go to a, a perfect example of this was several um, uh, a couple years ago, I was on an actual in an actual court case where as uh, a jury as, as a juror okay yeah i wasn't in the right well that's, you know, um, let's specify you know. that real quick um not this time <laughs> uh, so i was a juror and it was actually a local thing um a police officer who i had dealings with before um he probably didn't remember me but i i've i can faces burn into my mind so I know faces. So even I don't even know the cop's name, but I know he he's here in town. He's still here in town, as far as I know. Um, but and I had several encounters with him, and afterwards. So I don't even know if he remembered me then, because he never never seemed like he did. Um, but anyways, so there was something that happened here in town. It was a drug issue and trespassing. Right, mm-hmm. and um, they asked me, and because they always ask you these things, right? Um, what is your thing? And I said, well, I, I do tend to side with police officers because I understand what they have to go through and everything they do, but I can also be objective, you know, because my desire, and this comes from my Christian place, my desire is that justice is fulfilled and that the letter of the law is followed right and so we went the we did the court case it lasted two days um did the court case we went into deliberation and this one guy he did not want to give a guilty verdict he did not want to do it um and so i stopped everything and i said look we are here to follow the letter of the law. This is what the law st- says. This is what she's being charged with. My question to you, did she do this? And he goes, well, yes. I said, I don't care what you think. We have to give a guilty verdict, not because of anything, except what she did is what the law says. What they're charging her with is correct. That's all that matters. Now, if they were charging her with something else, and I even told the guy, there's another law <laughs> that she cannot be charged with because she doesn't meet that criteria or the, the prosecution didn't meet that criteria. And so to me, as a juror, you you got to exit yourself and what you desire. Take this, for example. This is one of the jurors. Uh, juror nine. Okay, this is some of the things she said. She said she she recognized that it's a very important case for the nation. Um, she said it's something everyone's heard about and talked about. No matter the decision, people are still going to talk about it. And then she said, 
um, when asked about viewing Floyd's death prior to the trial, she says she was had very she had somewhat negative impressions of Chauvin. Okay. Um, she says no one wants to see someone die. And then she goes on to say that she sees dispar- racial disparities in the judicial system. Okay. And she says Minneapolis police officers at times are too use too much force against black suspects. So already you have someone. And I'm not saying that she like was just like, oh yeah, Chauvin's guilty. I'm not saying that. But rather, you have to exit your own self. You know? Mm-hmm. You have to be neutral. You have to. You, it's just like judges. They have to be neutral in what they... You know, they have to go through um, facts, not opinions, or not uh, your own personal beliefs. Right. And see, this is a problem I have. Um, okay, so this guy right here. Uh, this is, I didn't think the jurors had statements. I'm, what website are you going this is StarTribune.com. This is Juror 52. Now, I don't know, like... Now, when they say this, you know, these are just people that... Um, yeah, so these are people that are, yeah, called. Yeah, so these are the jurors that were in there. But this guy, this uh, Juror 50, 52... Um, he says I don't think Chauvin had intention of harming anybody but someone died someone did die so here's the problem there was no intentionality right right there second degree murders off I'm sorry can you say it one more time okay so this guy said I don't think Chauvin had any intention of harming anybody but someone did die okay so someone died that is obvious um but if you don't think that Chauvin intended, you can't do second degree murder. So what I'm saying here is there is a problem with us as as people because we can't the reality is it's really hard to be completely objective. And especially in a case like this. But what should have happened, as soon as they started the trial process, the judge told all the people involved, you're sequestered. Sequestered. Meaning that you can't have any contact with the outside world. They should have moved them to a, a hotel, locked them in, took their phones away. Sorry. This is really important stuff. Um, I was listening to someone they were saying that in the O.J. Simpson trial I was gonna, I was thinking about that too they, I think they did the same thing yeah they sequestered him for like 200 days was it wasn't that long? yeah like, I'll look it up but um, yeah so um, so that's the thing is they should have been sequestered you need to talk because I'm going to do this 
I know. I was reading uh, Juror 2, which was... He's uh, from Minneapolis and works as a chemist. Um, he goes, I consider myself a pretty logical person. I rely on facts and logic. And what's in front of me, opinions and facts are important important distinctions for me. He said that he has a general favorable view of the Black Lives Matter movement, but added that I think all lives matter equally and that the Blue Lives Matter message among police advocates is a counter viewpoint that isn't necessary. That is necessary. Is it? Is it? Oh, is it necessary? So already there you you have... uh, So you can see the bias. Mm -hmm. Which, I'm not saying that you shouldn't have biases. Because really you should. Well, yeah, but... Um, and if you want to come at me, come at me. Because we all have biases and you should have biases. Yes. Because if but you when, don't have biases, then you're going to get killed. But when you are having a jury, you need... You need to detach yourself from that. You need to detach yourself. Right. So if you get everybody from the Black Lives Matter movement on that jury... Well, no, crap, that thing's... Right. The, and, and they didn't. They had... It looked like a good um, uh, a good swath of people. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, so going back to the sequestered, in O.J. Simpson's trial, 265 days they were sequestered. It was the longest one ever. To me, they should have done that here. Because they, were, they weren't sequestered at all. At all. So they could have easily heard Maxine Waters. Because mm-hmm. she said it the night before. Easily could have said. They were driving. One of them, um, I remember hearing that at least one of them lived in a neighborhood where there was riots. Like, they lived in that neighborhood. So they were, like, riots that were going on right now. So they were traveling back and forth day to day in the trial through these riot areas that's not going to affect them that's not going to be like you know we need to just give a guilty a guilty thing in this because if not people are going to riot even worse so what do you think now is going to happen to our our uh i think this is what i think is going to happen they're going to because they're going to appeal it Mm. and i think they'll they'll win they should win. And this is why. Because... Well, you think they will or they, they should? And there's I, two different yeah, things. I, I don't know if they will, but they should. I don't think they will, but they should. Yeah. Also. And this is, this is the reasons why. One, the jury wasn't sequestered. Mm-hmm. And it was constantly being asked, sequester the jury. Sequester the jury. Was it being brought up? Yeah. The defense was trying to get the, them sequestered. And the the um, judge wouldn't do it. Why? Why wouldn't the judge do it? This is such an important case. Why wasn't he doing it? So I think there's a problem with the judge. So that's another thing. The judge would not do it. So yeah, the jury wasn't sequestered. The judge was abstinent. I mean, not abstinent, but um, obstinate against it. Um, and then you have... A U.S. Congresswoman, Maxine Waters, mm-hmm. come out, fly into Minneapolis, Minnesota, and say things like, if we don't get a, a murder charge, we need to push harder. Right? 
I, I don't have her exact words. But she was saying more confrontational is what she said. We need to be more confrontational. Okay, already they're burning down places. How much more confrontational do you want? We'll get to this other this other shooting where the guy was actually saying things like, um, not, yeah, a, a protester was actually saying, we need to get more. If they shoot us, we shoot them to the, about the cops. So that's what, that's what, are we talking about that? And then while the jury is, and so, okay, so going back to Maxine Waters, the, so I think that's a, that's a third reason why it should be acquitted, mm-hmm. right? Or it should be thrown out. Um, because the judge actually said it. He said, this could be a reason why this will be overturned because of Waters and what she said. Because the jury wasn't sequestered. If they were sequestered, it wouldn't matter what she said. But they weren't. And so, and that was a huge news thing. That was all over the news, what she said. And then finally, the last thing was President Biden. They went into the jury trial, or into the jury deliberation. And Biden came out. Now, he was asked about it. And Biden said something about um, the getting the right verdict. Wait, wait. So the president showed up. He didn't show up. He was he was at the White House, I believe, because mm-hmm. uh, they don't let him out of there. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's the topic. What it is. But yeah. Um, and someone asked him about, it and he he said that he's hoping for the right. Um, verdict, which would basically be that he would be convicted, that Chauvin would be convicted. So, and the thing is, is okay, that's fine, right? Biden can say that. I mean, he shouldn't. He's the president of the United States. He should not involve himself into local matters, even though it's a nationwide thing. It's he is the president of the United States. I didn't like it when Trump did it. I don't like it when Biden does it. I don't like when any of these Congress people step out of their areas mm. you know um but anyways so th- if they were sequestered who cares it's just him saying right that's his politics you know that's what he needs to say to keep them allowing him to be in there so Kamala doesn't take over yet um but the problem is is they didn't have their phones taken away. I mean, I... When I was in that jury thing, and when I was in deliberating, I had my phone. And I just... When they were... Because I'll look through my phone while people are talking when I'm not a part of the... Not fully a part of the conversation and listen to what people are saying so I can think through it. I have a problem like when I'm trying to think through people's stuff, I have to have my hands dealt with something, dealing with something. So like when I listen to people speak, I draw because I have to do something with my hands so I can listen intently. Um, and so I was doing that. So what would stop someone, you know, and going back to these jurors, you have some pretty young jurors in here. Um, one of the 30s, uh, 30s, 30s, 
twenties, twenties, pretty young, young people, even older people that you're, we're all on our phones now. Um, what stops them from going through seeing a headline? Oh my gosh. The, the president said something. I wonder what he said about it. Oh, he said the right decision would be conviction. Right. And so it's like, so this, these are all the reasons why I think that they'll take it to appeal and they should win. If, if that judge at the very beginning would have said, we're sequestering the jurors, this is a really important case, then okay. Who cares about the, those other things that I said? Wouldn't matter. But he did not do his job. He did not sequester them. And so Chauvin should get off because of that because the problem here is we want to talk about justice right but if the mob rules if we're afraid of what the mob will do burning down places and all that then there will never be justice no they they have they have ultimately taken over our court system mm-hmm. because they speak loud they get what they want. They're a crying baby. Right. Essentially. And the court is just that dad is just, or that mommy is just like, here, son, you have whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know? And it doesn't matter what the evidence says. It doesn't matter what the facts say. Right. Point case. Derek Chauvin. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, it doesn't matter. The mob wants what they want and they end up getting it right and I just I think that's going to be happening I think we're going to be seeing that a lot more now mm-hmm. are you do you see that I, no I, I think mean, so I, well it's like this so when um, before the verdict came out you have people saying things like um, it doesn't matter whatever happens here doesn't matter because we're, it's not justice yet. And in fact, that's a lot of people, when it came out that he was convicted on all three char- charges, people were saying it's still not justice. It's one incident. It's still not justice. And I'll tell you this. I have a perfect fix on how to make all this justice work. Vote out Democrats. You know, one of the things that pisses me off. So, I might start ranting in a minute. Um... I was having a conversation a, a, a while ago um, with this girl that I actually had in the youth group uh, years ago before I came down in courtside. And she had said something about something. I can't remember what it was. But I, I said, you know, there's, there's one factor that connects all of this. It's all in Democrat-run cities. So if you want to get ticked off at police brutality and alike start with your elected officials they're all democrats or the majority of them are it's like shootings right um shootings happen they say in 97 percent in gun-free zones you know who put those gun-free zones into place democrats democrats biden specifically mm-hmm. so the problem here is not the system the problem is the people that keep voting in these democrats who 
And I think it all goes back. So you want to let's 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 take a history trip real quick. The Democrats, what? No. Come on, guys, pile in the car. We're going on a history road trip. You go back, and it was the Democrats who created Jim Crow, kept slavery in the mix. Um, in fact, so the the Republicans they won. You know, so this is going back to our 16th president Abraham Lincoln. They take control, right? They start changing things. The Democrats didn't like it, so what they do? They took their ball on the left, right? They wanted to succeed. Uh, secede. Um, that didn't happen. They got brought back in. To me, Abraham Lincoln should have went through and said, okay, you were on their side. Bam, bam, bam. Right? And just took them all out. But instead, he did the Christian thing. <laughs> and he um, he's like, we need to repair this. Right? We need to repair. <laughs> You're just like, Abraham Lincoln should have went bam, 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 but he did the Christian thing. <laughs> I'm like... <laughs> so... <laughs> But then what happens is you have the Democrats rise again. Mm -hmm. They put in all these Jim Crow laws, right? They go back, they win the White House, and they they reverse a lot of the stuff that the Republicans had put into effect. And so then you have this back and forth for years until you get to the 1960s, right? Who wanted segregation? The Democrats. What's happening now? You have segregation that's happening. People want to split blacks from whites. Again, in, in schools. It's, that's the Democrats mm-hmm. leading that. Okay. You you don't want... You want the mob rule. That was a Democrat thing. In the South. Mob rule. Right? It wasn't looking out because our, our system of government really looks to the minority. It gives power to the minority. That's what the the electoral college is, right? It's saying, okay, you have big states, you have small states. How do you make them more equal? So that the big states don't govern over the small states, but rather we're in a union. How do you do that? You do it through the electoral, electoral college, right? And so, but the Democrats want popular vote. They want the mob rule. That's what they did in the South. The mob ruled over the minority, which is the opposite of what our country was founded to do. That's what they're doing now. The mob rules over the justice system. And then they point to other people. I, I think I, I might have told you this. Back when um, uh, Obama was running for his second term, they were doing interviews with people. And they were interviewing this, this black guy in Chicago. And they asked him, hey... Who are you going to vote for? He goes, I don't have a choice. And they're like, well, yeah, you do. You have this person and this person. He goes, they're both Democrats. I don't have a choice. And he's like, and all these people, they always point to the Republicans. Look at those Republicans over there. They're going to steal, you know, they're going to take away your stuff. They're going to destroy everything. You don't vote for us. You don't get the, the stuff. He's like, there's never any Republicans running. And if they're called Republicans, they're just Democrats. By all their policies. And that's the reality. In all these big cities, it's just Democrat run. So you can't tell me it's the Republicans' fault. Right? You can't tell me it's a white man's fault. It's the Democrats' fault. 
That's who it is. And it's always been that way. Our country has always had this problem since, not since the Democrats came to power, but pretty much afterwards. And, you know, uh, Lyndon Johnson was said to have said, um, I'm going to make those N-words vote for us for the next, I think he said like 200 years or something. And that's what they're doing. They're going to those, um, he's the one that did the war on crime, uh, the war on um, poverty. Okay, how's that working? We're 50 years, 60 years since then. How's that working? It's not. Are those the inner city schools are still bad? Who runs those schools? It's not Republicans. In fact, Republicans try to get alternative schools and they're voted out. They're kicked out. School vouchers. If, if every single family in the world, in the United States, was given the amount of money that's spent on a child, on their child, say it's, I think at one point it's $4,000 average. Say, here's $4,000. It's a voucher, right? It's not actually $4,000. You decide where you want to send your kid. That's giving power to the individual. So you have a, a, a black family, Right? They're in the, the ghetto. They're struggling. You give them a voucher you said, okay, your child, wherever you want to go. You send your child where you want them to go, where you believe they're going to get the best education. You don't have to go down to that school that is infested with drugs, that has crime every day, that they have to walk through metal detectors. You send your child to where you think that they're going to get the best education. That's empowerment for minority communities. But the Democrats don't want that because you keep someone down in, in fear and, and looking at that person over there as they're the enemy, that's what's going to happen. And that's what pisses me off about all this. Is It's clear as day to me. Don't vote Democrat. Those three words. You, you do those three words, you're not going to have a perfect system because power corrupts. But then if someone gets in there that screws up, don't vote for them. Forwards. That's how easy it is. Stop voting for the same people that are doing the same things and, and promising the same. Yeah, yeah and, ex and expect change. Right. Because you're not going to get it. Right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I'm surprised no one has caught on that. Well, there are some. There, there has been. You know, I like, um, so I don't really care for Candace Owens in the, in the general sense, but I do like the, the fact that she's calling this out and, you know, there's a movement and the black community of getting off the plantation, the idea of getting hey, away from, you don't like Candace Owens? What? You don't like Candace Owens? I don't like her as a, as a, um, like a pundit type of person. I don't, I think she's too abrasive and, um. I just don't like her, the way she presents herself, some of the things she says. I agree with her ideas, but I just don't like the way she says things, or the way she puts things, the way she goes after certain things. I just, but I, you know, I don't care. Let's fight, Morgan. I don't care. 
Don't marry her if you like her so much. Oh, dang. I think I find that way a little bit with Ben. Sh- not Ben Shapiro. He's not abrasive. Yeah. Well, he just talks too fast for me. <laughs> like, slow, slow it down, down man. <laughs> um, so I want to move to now the most recent yeah. um, shooting that took place. Right. Because we had the Derek Chauvin case. Right. And now we're going to have... cold. And we're going to have this one now. Right. Which... I'm interested to see how this one's going to turn out. Have you watched the the video on this? Mm -hmm. Okay. I watched it today, actually. Mm -hmm. And it's... And I've been reading a lot of comments and on Facebook from the video. And people are like, he was in the wrong. Why don't you explain what what happened? So Officer... Uh, gets a call for um, is responding to a call for a stabbing that took place. The officer shows up and there was a individual there. Um, it was a female, sixteen. Uh, yes, Micaiah Bryant. Um, officer steps out and sees the person with a knife. Mm-hmm. Um, person. Pushes down another female, turns around to go ahead and stab another person, and he's the cop is directing her, saying, "Hey, you know, put the knife down, put the knife down." Boom, boom, shoots her, kills her. Mm-hmm. Um, and now this is being looked at as a wrongful shooting, right? Because one, the the person was black. Right, and the officer was white. White, um, because she was sixteen. Also, and now it's being looked at as is, well, the officer could use his taser. Mm-hmm. I saw one comment: oh, the officer could have shot his leg, her legs. Yeah. Um, the officer could have done this. Could have done that. The lady was about to stab somebody. Like they were like. Mm-hmm. On top of each other. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? The officer... Th- there's no question about it. When you see his video, you're going to look at it and go, the officer did right. He just saved a bunch of people's lives there. Mm-hmm. But he's being looked at as is a corrupt cop. Right. Go ahead. Were you going to say something? No, uh- Oh, so depending on how this case goes, is going to play a really big part because the officer was legitimately using the proper use of force, right, to save life, and now there's a good chance he might, you know, that whole thing about saving life is no longer going to be valid anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the thing. So what happens next? Right? So officer gets called. So this whole situation, she's trying to stab other people. Mm-hmm. She doesn't. So the cops arrive. She does not drop the weapon. She continues on doing what? She continues to assault other people. Even after commands. Even after commands. And so the question becomes, you know, 
when does what should the officer do? Because there's a reason why there's a saying, don't bring a, a knife to a gunfight. Right? There's a because the gun always wins. Mm-hmm. Or should, I mean, unless you're a really bad shot. Um, but in this case, like the moment of firing, so she she goes after one person, the officer is telling her no, he pulls his gun. She goes after this girl in pink, has her pinned against a car. She's in the middle of coming down at the girl. What should the officer do at this point? People don't understand tasing doesn't always work. When you are extremely hyped up, it could be on drugs, even adrenaline, right? The tasing might not work. Well, you have to get, you have to be accurate enough to get, make sure you got both prongs. Right. They the both body. have to hit. Yeah. And so if one doesn't hit. Right. You know, you're not going to get a good arc and the person's not going to seize up. Right. So in this situation, in the fatal, because, I mean, how many times can you stab someone You're, Yeah, in a couple seconds? Oh, well, it's it goes fast. Yeah. He can stab her and then quickly run over to stab somebody else mm-hmm. and then even stab. He's in that. Uh, kill zone for a knife. Right. Really close proximity. She could easily turn around and go after him. Right. Um, but if he ended up using his taser, the two girls are like almost They're, on top yeah. of each other. Man, in case the other prong doesn't hit the other woman. You know? Right. Taser's not a good choice. Right. Yeah, so this is a fatal situation, right? So the, the proper use is the firearm. Mm-hmm. You pull the firearm out. He gives commands. She does not follow. She goes to kill some. And it's not like, oh, she's just going to, you know, stabby stab and everything's going to be all right. You, like, I've I've watched um, people talk about knife fights and things. They say, if you're ever in a knife fight, just assume you're going to be stabbed. You just don't want to be stabbed enough or in places that you're going to die. Mm-hmm. You know, but you are going to get cut, hurt. It's just a part of knife fights and so this girl and she so this um this bryant girl she she's in foster care and it might be a horrible situation her foster care might be because that's that's true things might have escalated and she just lost it she still has to not we still that does not give us rights to murder people to assault people. It does not give us that right. And this is the problem with youth, right? Youth we are in we just in when we're youthful in our youthful years, we just act. We don't think about consequences, we don't think of the repercussions. We just do. And as time goes on, as we get older, we start thinking, "Oh, you know, I shouldn't do this." Right? It's like um I'm glad, so talking about motorcycles earlier, I'm glad I didn't get my motorcycle when I was younger. When I was, when I wanted to get it, which was like 18, 19 years old. I'm glad I didn't because I know the thrill of being on a motorcycle and just wanting to, to drive fast. But as an older adult, you know, being older now, I know I shouldn't do that. Mm. I don't need to jump out in front of cars 
because I'm faster. I let the car go. Right. You know, it's like uh, when you're driving on the road and you see a truck down there. And I did this as a, as a, um, on my way to college, actually. I didn't do it on purpose, but everyone was getting on my lane. And I'm like, oh, shoot, you know, I'll just drive. <laughs> I'm going to drive in the open. I didn't realize that everyone's getting over because there was a truck and they were going around it. Mm-hmm. And now I get over. And there's times when I'm like, oh, this jerk, he's doing, you know, he's trying to get ahead of everyone. So I get real close to my, the person in front of me. But, you know, in the last five years, I've decided, you know what, I, I'm going to let the person in. Because if I don't and they jump in, that could cause an accident. I could die. My children could die. So I backed up. And that's what the problem with youth is. They they just do it. They don't haven't had that time to learn that temperance. And so it doesn't matter her age. If she is going to assault someone, she has to be stopped. And if she won't listen to commands and she's in the midst of hurting someone, you have to take inventory and say, is it that person that's going to die? Or is it this person? Mm. That's what you have to do. The cop did what he was supposed to do. Now, if she just had a knife and she was on her own and she's like saying, no, I'm going to kill people. But it's just her. Take out the taser. Shoot her. That doesn't work because there, there's three other cops. So one should have his gun out. One take out his taser. Shoot her. If that doesn't work and she comes after you, right... I, I watched a video of this um, this guy with a knife going back and forth and he's yelling and the, the officer has his gun out and the officer's giving commands, drop the knife get down on the ground, you know, very calm and the guy's just going back and forth like a, like a lion getting ready to strike and the guy just takes off and the guy was like 40 feet away I think they've, they said the cop unloaded his full-size firearm hand pistol um, into the guy the whole magazine 18 rounds roughly entire thing the guy dropped five feet away the guy made it 35 feet and took almost the whole I mean there probably missed some let's say 10 rounds into his body before he stopped that's the reality of a knife and when it's this close when literally the girl I'm looking at the picture the um, Bryant has a girl in pink against a car coming down at her what is the officer supposed to do once you're done stabbing her please drop the knife once she's dead now we can have that conversation. Oh, oh you want to kill her next? Yeah. Oh, Just go keep ahead. going. Just let me know when you're done. Yeah. When you're done killing all your friends or all these people that have wronged you. If you can please just drop your knife. Yeah, then and, then we can do this. And put these on. Yeah. I can't, I can't get on squat. her back. Yeah. yeah. Well, and that that's the thing is what, what are cops going to do? If if something like this, something where it's the same thing... Uh, the it was a, and each one of these is a tragedy, like anyone that's like yeah I, I, they should die. 
Okay, dude, like, calm your roll. You know, life is very precious. And as a believer, it's like, that should be... I, d I don't want anyone to die because of my theological understanding. Because to me, if you die without Christ, you die eternally, which is worse. So to me, I don't want this little girl to die. I don't want George Floyd to die. I don't want that. So a couple, what was it, last week? It's a 13-year-old kid out at 2 a.m. or something like that. They were sh him and an older guy were shooting the the gun. He had the gun. The officer said, "Drop the gun." He took off, and the he throws the gun away, but you can't tell it in the moment. And so the guy, the officer shoots him. And I, when we've gone to front sight, they had this moment um, where they they get you all on one side. And they have the, an instructor pointing downrange, so you're you're um, back behind the firing line, and there's an instructor right there, so you're you're kind of like this, right? So, and then they're talking about you're at home; it's at night. Someone breaks into your house, the garage, because that's where most break-ins come through, and you hear them in the garage. You take out your gun. What do you do? And then, so there's two instructors doing this. And, you go, and so someone goes, you give them a command to stop. Or you say, who's in there? He goes, okay. And then he plays that part. He goes, who's in there? And the other instructor goes, bam, bam. That's how quick it is. Milliseconds. Right? And you know this. It's milliseconds. That boy turning around, he had the gun. He didn't, it wasn't, I'm going to put the gun down and I have my hands up and I'm going to turn slowly. It was, he throws it and turns. The cop doesn't know. In this case. The cop has to make that split decision decision because he has to protect. He has to protect that girl. That girl in pink might be the worst person in the world. He still has to protect her. Mm -hmm. You think um, if this uh, goes to trial... You think it'll be turned out the same way? I hope not. And that's the thing is, if if th if things like this, like I remember we were doing the podcast on the day that Chauvin that this whole thing happened. You know, I was talking about. It, I said it doesn't look good. No, it doesn't look good for the police. No, and I and I felt, you know, immediately hearing everything from the news. You're just like, oh, dang, I feel bad for the family. Yeah. You know, but then more information pops right. up and you're like, oh. I, I think we spent like an hour on it. Yeah. Like, just talking about going over the stuff and the cam footage uh, when that came out. Yeah. And you learn more about the situation. You're like, oh, no. It wasn't his fault. Yeah. 
So, but the thing is, is if something, so <clears throat> for Chauvin's thing, okay, it, do, it doesn't look good. Possibly, yeah, manslaughter. Okay, even if they did convict him just of manslaughter, I would say, okay, I understand. Like ne- negligence, you know, that led to the death, even though that's not what happened, but I can understand. Okay. I don't think that it should happen, but I can understand. In this case, if this officer gets, you know, brought up on charges and convicted, there's no reason to be a police officer. Because you're, you, there, where does it stop? Right. You can't defend yourself. You can't defend others. Mm-hmm. You you can't. The whole aspect of protecting life as an officer is just out the window. Then. Mm-hmm. And that's what officers are there for, to protect your life. And if they can't do that one simple aspect, what's the point of them? Right. You know? And for right now, it seems like, you know, they can't protect based on race. Right. They can shoot um, the white guy and have no media, no attention at all. Did you hear about that? No. What was this? Um, uh, It was something. I I don't know all the details. But a police officer shot a white guy and Black Lives Matter showed up to protest. But then they found out it was a white guy. And they left. Okay. That's That's how it is though Yeah Um I don't know It's just We're just watching our country degrade Over time Right And And you know what's gonna happen There's gonna be a backlash Eventually And this is the problem like the and we actually went through this one time. Maybe I oh. did. I did a teaching on this, mm-hmm. and so maybe I'm getting those mixed up. But we actually went through at least in the teaching. We went through uh, a poll of different Americans talking about police stuff, and overwhelmingly, in the black community, they want more policing because they see the problems and that's that's another problem when you are a perfect example is uh, Phoenix that they were losing officers so fast that they could no longer uh, preemptively stop crime they had to take their detectives off and put them as beat cops again because they didn't have they were so overwhelmed with the crime where someone's in the middle of a crime, go to there. They couldn't actively stop the crime, like proactively stop the crime. And that's what's going to end up happening. You're going to get more crime because cops can't do it. Mm-hmm. You know, they can't, you don't, instead of taking money out of it. And one of the things I saw this, this um, one article was talking about how they were gonna know. They were gonna do a different um, 
They're going to have police, but then they're going to have a subsection of police that only deals with traffic. Mm. So, like, meter maid type of thing. Um, that does the didn't use didn't were, were armed. I think that's what the thing said. Well, the majority of police encounters that are fatal traffic stops. That's the majority of them. Way to go! You're gonna have more fatalities because you're sending in people unarmed to deal with situations that are the most dangerous. Good job. I think we're gonna be like uh, um, UK when it comes to. Uh... Um, I don't. I think as far as police, yes. No, no weapons. No, no firearms. Um, I mean, if we get to that point, I wouldn't be surprised. But outlaw of all guns and knives. <laughs> knives, forks. You're going to have to go bats. Because they say bats are cause more fatalities than uh, rifles. Really? Yeah, something like that. Oh. I'd have to look that up. But, hmm. Dude, I have so much to talk about. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Dude, it's been a month. I know. Maybe with the next topic. Okay. So, uh, sticking with this whole idea. <laughs> okay. Well, this is wrong. Um, so... Back in February, uh, there's actually this this guy, um, Trey Tyree. Sorry, Tyree Moorhead. He's an activist in Baltimore, and he says um, he's quoted as saying, "I can relate to the shooters. Guess guess what they want? They want money." And so his idea basically is to curb violence. Is just to give money. Was well, that one of the? Uh, was it one of the BLM founders or uh, organizers, or was it one of the? Uh, oh, the founders that bought four multi-million-dollar houses. Is that what you're talking about? One of them. I forget in what area this person was at, but they said, you know, look, just let them burn down your business, let them loot it, and take what they want. You know, right. because that's reparations. Right. Yeah, I've, I've seen that. You know, so you just let them steal. It's fine. Right. Well, yeah, so it's just, just give them more money. Well, what, what does that do? Right? Mm-hmm. Now, this, this has said, so uh, in Richmond, California... Um, they tested this. They paid people not to commit violence. And they said they had a 66% reduction in firearm assaults. Um, I would really like to actually see those results. Because statistics can be so easily manipulated. You know. It's like it's like gun... Um, gun violence so when we when people talk about gun violence they'll say like there's 15,000 gun deaths in the US a year or something like that it's like okay that's interesting and they'll equate that and be like that's what you know like 
that's why cops don't need to use guns because they, they just kill so many people. And it's like, yeah, but when you actually dig into that, most of those are suicides or gun or gang related. It's so you actually are less likely to be killed by a gun than you are other forms of of um, assault. Mm. And so you can manipulate things. And so a um, perfect example of this is a local locally for a school district. Um, they were, I think they were a D level school. So they do a, a B, C, D, E, F schools. And I can't remember if they were a D or an F. I think they were a D. Um, and then like the next year they put up this banner and it says, we have become a C school. They're really proud of it. And so I'm like, oh, well, the school must be getting better, right? So better teaching, better things. And I was talking to a teacher about it, and they go, no, it's not. What they did was at the state level is they changed the criteria for each level. Everyone got bumped up. Wow. So D schools went to C. That's why we're a C school now. So you can change things. Right. To make things look better. But in reality, you're just... It's not actually working. No. So I would really like to actually see what this is. Well, it's like... Well, it's just like you can change some of the person's appearance on the outside, but it doesn't change anything on the inside. Just because you look fancy doesn't mean you're not a, mm-hmm. a jerk. You know? Right. Um, mind if I throw something at you? Sure. A... Uh, it's a Black Lives Matter activist was charged in a hate crime. Um, they can't. They can't be. A black woman. Black people can't be racist. Right. A black woman has brutally beaten a seventy-year-old Mexican-American woman on a bus in Los Angeles after mistaking her for being Asian. That's so, another thing. Uh, with all this Asian hate going around and blaming white people for Asian hate, we'll exclude this one because this person's black and not white. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you think that all this Asian hate that's going around is strictly only from uh, white people, you're wrong. There's a lot of races out there that are going after Asian people mm-hmm. well, because of COVID 19. You know, the, I'm guessing is what the reason. Well, I think that's why we see a spike. Yeah. You know, and this person thinks it's this uh, Mexican lady's Asian. I just think it's... I, I feel bad for the 70-year-old lady that's just minding her own business on the bus and gets beat up. Right. Because of her supposed ethnicity. You know? Right. Well, I think uh, the, stat, the stat in San Francisco is like 86% of all crime against Asians are from the black community. Mm-hmm. And they were doing when all this stuff was, you know, swelling. Uh, it was out there. Um, they were talking about this. They, uh, what was it? This police chief or someone was talking about the increase in Asian uh, hate crimes that were happening. And above them was all the perpetrators that they had caught, they were all black. But they never said anything about the race, which is, they shouldn't. No. The reality is, you should. Just it doesn't matter if it's a black person, a white person, whoever is doing it. 
okay, we have a problem. Yeah, that's what it should ultimately be looked at. But when when the whole uh, thing is based on race... Yeah. You know. You, just, you need to see it because the... the right, the uh, narrative was it's because of white supremacy. Mm-hmm. And I like what one person said. They're like, man, if we are doing... We're doing some 4D chess racism here to where I can... I as a white person in filtering my racism tor- into a black person and now they're taking it out on a white uh, Asian person I'm doing like my racism is like I'm really good at it where do you hear that from? I don't know I was just like listening to people and like, like, I, was I just, just put things on and listen to them and they're like I, I'm doing pretty good <laughs> like I'm, I'm really good at this racism thing I can make other other races <laughs> fight my battles for me. It's like I don't know if you've ever watched this comedian. He's a um, UK guy, and he he does this uh, routine where he's like, "Name a country, and I'll tell you um, how we beat them." Oh, I saw that one. It's a, yeah, I love that. And they're like America. He's like, "Well, we let them go." <laughs> and then in eighteen twelve, we did something. <laughs> And then they're like, "How about the Japanese?" And he's like, "We got the we got the Americans to do that for us." <laughs> so that's we're we're the British. We're we're able to get people to do things for us. Mm-hmm. Oh. Take care. So, Bye. Bye. Good morning, Sunday morning. <laughs>